Today is the 18th of June, 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. It is sunny here in US Yorkshire. It's slightly cloudy, but we have sunshine for the first time oh, in nearly a week. So I'm particularly happy today because I love the sunshine. But if you're joining us for the very first time, you probably haven't listened in to hear me talk about the weather. You've probably li- listened in because you're here to read some scripture. You're here to hear some scripture. But if you're joining us for the first time, let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, scripture, and music. But having explained how it all works, let's start today's leg of walking the way. Let's begin with our opening prayer. So let's pray, shall we? Lord, make us free. Free with eyes not focused upon ourselves. Free with ears open to listening to your word. Free with your hands reaching out. Free with hearts no longer chained by what we possess, but bound instead by what we can share. Yes, Lord, make us free. Free to worship, free to be extravagant with thankfulness. Free to break open the most costly oil upon your feet. Free to love as love really is. In Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, Paul, sorry, Saul rescues Jabesh and Paul writes about his journey to Rome. We'll see you on the other side.
Let's ask God to speak to us as we open up his word today, shall we? Father, as we study your word, may your name be exalted and lifted up. For you alone are worthy of praise and worship. For you alone are holy, good, gracious, and of great mercy. Father, open our eyes to see your truth. Open our ears to hear your voice. Open our hearts to receive what you would have for each one of us. And open our lips to speak only that which glorifies your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And our Bible readings this week are taken from the contemporary English version. And we're beginning with 1 Samuel 11. About this time, King Naash of Ammon came with his army and surrounded the town of Jabesh and Gilead. The people who lived there told Nahash, If you will sign a peace treaty with us, you can be our ruler, and we will pay taxes to you. Nahash answered, Sure, I'll sign a treaty, but not before I insult Israel by poking out the right eye of every man who lives in Jabesh. The town leader said, Give us seven days, so we can send messengers everywhere in Israel to ask for help. If no one comes here to save us, we will surrender to you. Some of the messengers went to Gibeah, Saul's hometown. They told what had happened at Jabesh, and everybody in Gibeah started crying. Just then Saul came in from the fields walking behind his oxen. Why is everyone crying? Saul asked. They told him what the men at Jabesh had said. Then the Spirit of God suddenly took control of Saul and made him furious. He killed two of his oxen, cut them up in pieces, and gave the pieces to the messengers. He told them to show the pieces to everyone in Israel and say, Saul and Samuel are getting an army together. Come and join them. If you don't, this is what will happen to your oxen. The Lord made the people of Israel terribly afraid, so all the men came together at Bezak. Saul had them organized and counted. There were 300,000 from Israel and 30,000 from Judah. Saul and his officers sent the messengers back to Jabesh with his promise. We will rescue you tomorrow afternoon. The messengers went back to the people of Jabesh and told them that they were going to be rescued. Everyone was encouraged, so they told the Ammonites, We will surrender to you tomorrow, and then you can do whatever you want to. The next day, Saul divided his army into three groups and attacked before daylight. They started killing Ammonites and kept it up until the afternoon. A few Ammonites managed to escape, but they were scattered far from each other. The Israelite soldiers went to Samuel and demanded, Where are the men who said they didn't want Saul to be king? Bring them to us, and we will put them to death. No, you won't, Saul told them. The Lord rescued Israel today, and no one will be put to death. Come on, Samuel said. Let's go to Gilgal and make an agreement that Saul will continue to be our king. Everyone went to the place of worship at Gilgal, where they agreed that Saul would be their king. Saul and the people sacrificed animals to ask for the Lord's blessing, and they had a huge celebration. Samuel told the Israelites, I have given you a king just as you asked. You have seen how I have led you ever since I was a young man. I am already old, my hair is grey, and now my sons are grown. Now you must see how well your king will lead you. Let me ask you this. Have I ever taken anyone's ox or donkey or forced you to give me anything? Have I ever hurt anyone or taken a bribe to give an unfair decision? Answer me so the Lord and his chosen king can hear you. And if I have done any of these things, I will give them all back. 
No, the Israelites answered, you've never cheated us in any way. Samuel said, The Lord and his chosen king are witnesses to what you've said. That's true, he replied. Then Samuel told them, The Lord brought your ancestors out of Egypt and chose Moses and Aaron to be your leaders. Now the Lord will be your judge. So stand here and listen while I remind you how often the Lord has saved you and your ancestors from your enemies. After Jacob went to Egypt, your ancestors cried out to the Lord for help, and he said, Moses and Aaron. They led your ancestors out of Egypt and had them settle in this land. But your ancestors forgot the Lord, so he let them be defeated by the Philistines, the king of Moab, and Sisera, the commander of Hazor's army. Again your ancestors cried to the Lord for help. They said, We have sinned. We have stopped worshipping you, our Lord, and started worshipping Baal and Astarte. But now, if you rescue us from our enemies, we will worship you. The Lord sent Gideon, Beden, Jephthah, and Samuel to rescue you from your enemies. And you didn't have to worry about being attacked. Then you saw that Naash of Ammon was going to attack you, and even though the Lord your God is your king, you told me, This time it's different. We want a king to rule us. You asked for a king, and you chose one. Now he stands where all of you can see him. But it was really the Lord who made him your king. If you and your king want to be followers of the Lord, you will must worship him and do what he says. Don't be stubborn. If you're stubborn and refuse to obey the Lord, he will turn against you and against your king. Just stand here and watch the Lord show his mighty power. Isn't this the dry season? I'm going to ask the Lord to send a thunderstorm. When you see it, you will realize how wrong you were to ask for a king. Samuel prayed, and that same day the Lord sent a thunderstorm. Everyone was afraid of the Lord and Samuel. They told Samuel, Please, pray to the Lord your God for us. We don't want to die. We've sinned many times in the past, and we were wrong to ask for a king. Samuel answered, Even though what you did was wrong, you don't need to be afraid. But you must always follow the Lord and worship Him with all your heart. Don't worship idols. They don't have any power, and they can't help you or save you when you're in trouble. But the Lord had chosen you to be his own people. He will always take care of you so that everyone will know how great he is. I would be disobeying the Lord if I stopped praying for you. I will always teach you how to live right. You also must obey the Lord. You must worship him with all your heart and remember the great things he has done for you. But if you and your king do evil, the Lord will wipe you out. Saul was a young man when he became king and he ruled Israel for two years. Then he chose 3,000 men from Israel to be full-time soldiers and sent everyone else home. 2,000 of these soldiers stayed with him at the hills around Michmash and Bethel. The other 1,000 were stationed with Jonathan at Gibeah in the territory of Benjamin. Jonathan led an attack on the Philistine army camp at Geba. The Philistine camp was destroyed, but the other Philistines heard what had happened. Then Saul told his messengers, Go to every village in the country. Give a signal with the trumpet, and when the people come together, tell them what has happened. The messengers then said to the people of Israel, Saul has destroyed the Philistine army camp at Geba. Now the Philistines really hate Israel, so every town and village must send men to join Saul's army at Gilgal. The Philistines called their army together to fight Israel. They had 3,000 chariots, 6,000 cavalry, and as many foot soldiers as there were grains of sand on the beach. They went to Michmash and set up camp there east of Beth-Avon.
the Israelite army realized they were outnumbered and were going to lose the battle. Some of the Israelite men hid in caves or in clumps of bushes, and some ran to places where they could hide among large rocks. Others hid in tombs or in dry, deep pits. Still others went to Gad and Gilead on the other side of the Jordan River. Saul stayed at Gilgal. His soldiers were shaking with fear, and they were starting to run off and leave him. Saul waited there seven days, just as Samuel had ordered him to. But Samuel did not come. Finally Saul commanded, Bring me some animals so we can make sacrifices to please the Lord and to ask for his help. Saul killed one of the animals, and just as he was placing it on the altar, Samuel arrived. Saul went out to greet him. What have you done? Samuel asked. Saul answered, My soldiers were leaving in all directions, and you didn't come when you were supposed to. The Philistines were gathering at Michmash, and I was worried that they would attack me here at Gilgal. I hadn't offered a sacrifice to ask for the Lord's help, so I forced myself to offer a sacrifice on the altar fire. That was stupid, Samuel said. You didn't obey the Lord your God. If you'd obeyed him, someone from your family would have always been king of Israel. But no, you disobeyed. And so the Lord won't choose anyone else from your family to be king. In fact, he has already chosen the one who wants to be the next leader of his people. Then Samuel left Gilgal. Part of Saul's army had not deserted him, and he led them to Gibeah and Benjamin to join his other troops. Then he counted them, and found that he still had six hundred men. Saul, Jonathan, and their army set up camp in Geba and Benjamin. The Philistine army was camped at Michmash. Every day they sent out patrols to attack and rob villages and then destroy them. One patrol would go north along the road to Orpha in the region of Shaul. The other patrol would go west along the road to Beth Horon. A third patrol would go east towards the desert on the road that took the ridge that overlooks Zeboam Valley. The Philistines would not allow any Israelites to learn how to make iron tools. If we allowed that, they said, those worthless Israelites would make swords and spears. Whenever the Israelites wanted to get an iron point put on a cattle prod, they had to go to the Philistines. Even if they wanted to sharpen plough blades, picks, axes, sickles and pitchforks, they still had to go to them. And the Philistines charged high prices. So whenever the Israelite soldiers had to go into battle, none of them had a sword or a spear, except Saul and his son Jonathan. The Philistines moved their camp to the pass at Mukmash. Romans 15 Our faith is strong. We should be patient with the Lord's followers whose faith is weak. We should try to please them instead of ourselves. We should think of their good and try to help them by doing what pleases them. Even Christ did not try to please himself. But as the scriptures say, the people who insulted you also insulted me. And the scriptures were written to teach and encourage us by giving us hope. God is the one who makes us patient and cheerful. I pray that he will help you live at peace with each other as you follow Christ. Then all of you together will praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Honor God by accepting each other as Christ has accepted you. I tell you that Christ came as a servant of the Jews to show that God has kept the promises he made to their famous ancestors. Christ also came so that the Gentiles would praise God for being kind to them. It's just as the scriptures say. I will tell the nations about you. I will sing praises to your name. The scriptures also say to the Gentiles, come and celebrate with God's people. Again, the scriptures say, 
Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. All you nations, come and worship him. Isaiah says, Someone from David's family will come to power. He will rule the nations and they will put their hope in him. I pray that God who gives hope will bless you with complete happiness and peace because of your faith. And may the power of the Holy Spirit fill you with hope. My friends, I'm sure that you are very good and that you have all the knowledge you need to teach each other. But I have spoken to you plainly and have tried to remind you of some things. God was so kind to me. He chose me to be a servant of Christ Jesus for the Gentiles and to do the work of a priest in the service of his good news. God did this so that the Holy Spirit could make the Gentiles into a holy offering pleasing to him. Because of Christ Jesus, I can take pride in my service for God. In fact, all I will talk about is how Christ let me speak and work so the Gentiles would obey him. Indeed, I will tell how Christ worked miracles and wonders by the power of the Holy Spirit. I have preached the good news about him all the way from Jerusalem to Elycrium. But I have always tried to preach where people have never heard about Christ. I am like a builder who doesn't build on anyone else's foundations. It's just as the scriptures say. All who haven't been told about him will see him. Those who haven't heard about him will understand. My work has always kept me from coming to see you. Now there is nothing left for me to do in this part of the world, and for years I have wanted to visit you. So I plan to stop off on my way to Spain, and after a short but refreshing visit with you, I hope that you will quickly send me on. I am now on my way to Jerusalem, to deliver the money that the Lord's followers in Macedonia and Achaia collected for God's needy people. This is something they really wanted to do. But sharing their money with the Jews was also like paying back a debt, because the Jews had already shared their spiritual blessings with the Gentiles. After I have safely delivered this money, I will visit you, and then go on to Spain. And when I do arrive in Rome, I know it will be with the full blessings of Christ. My friends, by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, and by the love that comes from the Holy Spirit, I beg you to pray sincerely with me, and for me. Pray that God will protect me from the unbelievers in Judea, and that his people in Jerusalem will be pleased with what I am doing. Ask God to let me come to you, and have a pleasant and refreshing visit. I pray that God, who gives peace, will be with all of you. Amen. Psalm 8 A psalm by David for the music leader. Our Lord and Ruler, your name is wonderful everywhere on earth. You let your glory be seen in the heavens above. With praises from children and from tiny infants you have built a fortress. It makes your enemies silent and all who turn against you are left speechless. I often think of the heavens your hand has made, and of the moon and the stars you put in place. Then I ask, why do you care about us humans? Why are you concerned with us weaklings? You made us a little lower than you yourself, and you've crowned us with glory and honor. You let us rule everything your hand has made, and you have put all of it under our power. The sheep and the cattle, and every wild animal, the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea, and all ocean creatures. Our Lord and Ruler, your name is wonderful everywhere on earth. We're going to have some more music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scriptures that might have just caught our attention, and after music we'll say our prayers for the day and the time of the year. 
before we say our prayers for the day and the time of the year. Just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray with you, then drop us a line through the usual channels. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, and check the show notes for the contact details. There are links to each of those platforms there. Let's pray, shall we? Dear Lord, I pray today that I will yield my spirit completely to you, that you will use me as you please. I pray that you will provide me opportunities to show people how much you mean to me. Give me discretion to know what to say and how to say it. Make me bold enough that I may proclaim salvation cheerfully and joyfully. Lord, I pray that the seeds you allow me to plant will grow and mature. I am forever grateful for the cross. Lord, may I proclaim it in a contagious way today. Amen. And our prayer for the time of the year. Father God, help me this day to accept your free gift of salvation. I can't earn it, and I will never deserve it. Help me to excuse and rejoice in all your transforming blessings so freely given. Amen. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.